Welcome back. Hi. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. Hi. And I am Sabrina. We, this has probably been the craziest week of my life. Mine too. We both were extremely busy and usually when one of us is busy, the other one isn't. So it works out well, but this week was just crazy. But also like so many things happened this week to us. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of a lot of action in our inbox, so hopefully cool things happen soon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel overwhelmed because so last weekend we were featured in BuzzFeed, which is awesome. And I was like sitting in church for at my friend's wedding and the ceremony was about to begin and Corinne just texts me a link and goes, Look at number thirteen. And the like church music starts to swell. I I'm scrolling through the link and I see our podcast featured on BuzzFeed and I just immediately like start looking at the people around me and everyone's like, what? What's going on? And then they all start freaking out. <laughs> and then I text You Corinne. stole the attention from the wedding. <laughs> it hadn't started yet, so it's fine. Okay. But then I texted Corinne and I was like, holy. But then my phone autocorrected to like shut because apparently God did not want me to curse. But You're it- in God's house. Not in God's house. Come on. But then we also announced our live show this week. Yeah, so we're doing, um, we were invited to a podcast festival. It's the Outliers Podcast Festival. So it's basically a space for other podcasters, digital influencers, and anyone interested in podcasts or listening to podcasts to go and kind of mingle, network, get some advice. And then also there are a few live shows and we're one of the shows performing. So we are. if you're interested in going to the festival, we will be there. And the link is in our bio, but it's called the Outliers Podcast Festival. It's in Los Angeles at the Village Workspace. Um, we have a promo code. It's TGOG. And right now it's for 75% off the ticket price, which is an incredible deal. And it's just for our phantoms. So if you guys do yes. want to see us maybe vomit at our first live show. <laughs> the first one. This is our practice round. We'll yeah. see how it goes. <laughs> Should we have a splash zone? Because I'm very nervous about controlling we'll my give out ponchos to the first five rows <laughs> yeah <laughs> i told nick, is, nick said he's coming and i was like you have to like sit in the back because i'm gonna otherwise i'm gonna like look at you and get nervous and then i'm gonna be like, i know <laughs> stare into the eyes of the people that you know yeah <laughs> but hopefully this is going to kick off hopefully what we believe might be some future live shows i mean this is at a a podcast festival so this is the first one that we will ever do but hopefully in the near future we'll get some uh two girls one ghost live shows that maybe you guys can attend if you care to if you dare to (laughs) i said if you care to (laughs) i know and then i said if you dare (laughs) oh i was like i'm much more timid like i mean if you like, like, if you want to come, you, no one's making you. Corinne's going to bring her ghost with her. Hopefully not into her I'm new I'm still not apartment. convinced that anyone listens to our podcast. I know. It doesn't I feel, feel like real. Everyone could walk up to me and shake me and be like, I listen. And I'd still be like, is someone making you listen? <laughs> Who's Why doing this? Do Who's listen? forcing you? 
I <laughs> Tell feel- me, give me their name. Well, Corinne, you and I are talking about this when this all happened because we were very overwhelmed by it. Like we just don't – it doesn't feel real. Like I, it just like – we started this a year ago and we were like, this is just us. And it felt like we slipped into another dimension. Like it was the ma- a glitch in the matrix and we don't know what happened. Yeah. Are and any when people of us ask real? me about podcasting, I don't even know what to say or like – what to do and when they ask where we're at I'm like I don't know I sit on my couch and I speak into a microphone and other things happen but I'm overwhelmed (laughs) but we do so much work and I I was talking to Nick about this on uh we went to dinner for my birthday and he was like what are some things that you are really proud of in your 24th year and I was saying I truly don't think I've ever worked this hard and I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Like I truly, truly have felt like I've worked my ass off this past year. Yeah, I have in- about zero social life because right. we both have other things on top of a podcast. And right. yeah, but like it's really paid off. And I think we deserve a pat on the back. I'm virtually giving you a pat on the back. I know you can't see me, but I'm giving it to you because. Thank you. I'm proud of us. Yeah, you can't. We're not video calling each other today. We're just on the phone because this is my last day in my haunted apartment in Medford <laughs> before I moved to Beacon Hill, and I'm doing laundry. So I actually uh, just took my clothes off and put them in the laundry. <laughs> so I'm naked. It wouldn't be the first time we video called and you were naked when we recorded. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, do I just angle the video up? Will she know? Do I have to tell her? And then I was like, you know what? We're just gonna do a phone call. We're gonna just avoid all of that. Oh, just you and your ghosts having some romantic time alone. I get it. So the new tenants came yesterday to drop some stuff off early because I I mostly have everything cleared out. And um, one of them just went and saw a medium. (gasps) Well, like had this psychic medium person. She she does like a bunch of stuff. She also is a Reiki master. She gave me her card. So I'm like, I'm definitely going to hit her up sometime. Oh, my gosh. But she got like the coolest reading and it was so accurate. And all these people came through. Yeah. And so we were talking about it and her boyfriend, because they're they're moving in together into this apartment. We started talking about like the ghosts and what I've seen here and all this stuff. And he got a little nervous. He was (gasps) like, I do. He was like, you have to come back. You have to sage. And I don't want any mediums coming in here because I don't (laughs) want to know who's here. (laughs) That is so funny. But as I actually feel like the best people to move in because they are open to these things. Yeah. And that means your your ghost won't follow you. Maybe. Maybe maybe the ghost will feel comfortable with them. I'm sure the ghost will. Who knows? You know, we don't know who that ghost was. Maybe it was a relative of mine who knew that I didn't like oh, being alone. That is just sweet. came in thinking that it was a time that they should be here. I We don't know. We don't, we don't know. know. We don't. Speaking of you moving to Beacon Hill, we mm-hmm. I just booked my flight to come visit you. Yes, another Halloween. Yep. October 20- I could not be more excited. Six. I um, already made an itinerary and sent it to you. Oh my god. <laughs> Corinne made the cutest itinerary. Like probably okay, well, you were super anal about it. She sent it to me like six times because Well, she- because I, I got over eager and I just clicked send and then I noticed that the <laughs> It was before I proofread it. And so my spacing wasn't right. My font sizes weren't right. It wasn't the way I wanted it. <laughs> so I kept sending it until I was like, okay, this is my final, final draft. It is. The <laughs> you can print this one. <laughs> cutest thing. It like, there's photos. There's a key for like different types of activities like history, 
eating, ghosts, or, or Halloween type of activities. And it is like every minute is going to pl- be planned. Yeah. But in a fun and spooky way. Yes. In the best way. We're going to go to yeah. Salem again. Yeah. I included that little key and it has a little, like a little symbol next to each uh, thing that we're doing to signify yep. if it is historic, if it includes food and drinks, if it includes something Halloween themed or ghostly, because our friend Allie is coming with us too. Uh-huh. And I did it for her because she's a little nervous about some of the ghost <laughs> stuff. And she also wanted to see historic stuff. So I was like, well, if I just do a little key, she'll yeah, know what she'll to expect know. at each place. It's funny because she is one of our friends who does not want to listen to our podcast because she's very scared of all this stuff. And <laughs> she's such a supporter, but will not listen. Yeah. And so when when we were talking about going to Boston to visit Corinne, she was like, but you guys are going to do spooky crap. Like you're, you guys are always doing scary stuff. Like you're going to try and scare me. And I was like, no, 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 like we'll chill out a little bit for this trip (laughs) yeah and the other thing the good thing about going to salem and to boston and just to new england or any place during halloween Mm -hmm. is that the places that otherwise would be like really really scary and be like oh my god i'm just taken out of my ordinary life and walking through this really creepy haunted place instead it, it feels not less scary but it feels more um it's like a community it you're in it with yeah. everyone it's like this everything's really a little cool. more dressed up it's a little yeah. more theatrical it's like you know really playing into the spookiness so yeah. you can choose in your mind to be like well it's because of halloween that it's so spooky not because it's actually a haunted place you know so she'll be fine but now we need to brainstorm what halloween costumes we're going to wear this year i already know what i'm going to be you do <gasps> What? I won't. I won't tell you. You're not going to tell me at all. No. Ever? No. No. Oh my gosh. You're gonna know when I put it on. I'm excited. Well, shoot. Now I need to do something big and shock you. <laughs> well, okay. Here's the thing. Mine. Well, I don't think I have to tell you this. You usually go for like spooky, dark, like creepy, like yeah. awesome makeup, and I typically go for funny character. Yeah, like pop culture references right stuff like that so mine is definitely still within my typical genre mine will definitely still be in within my own genre okay i don't know how you can top samara (laughs) i'll find a way scary i know my dryer is going off you can put clothes on now oh no i can't it buzzes four times before it's actually done so (laughs) (laughs) still naked Okay, before we jump into our stories, do we want to say thank you and announce our new admins for our Facebook page? Yes, let's do that. Okay, so we reached out to you guys on Facebook and we have just, our Facebook group has just grown so much over the past few months that we wanted to start finding listeners to help admin it for us because it's just, it's becoming your community as much as as it is ours. Yes, we already have Crystal. She's our current moderator, but yeah. we're going to add a few more listeners to help Crystal and yes. to moderate the group. Yeah, so please respect and love our moderators as much as we do. The admins are Sarah, Alex, Danielle, Victoria, Oliver, and Marina. Yay! Thank you, you guys. Yes, thank you. And thank you to everyone who volunteered, too. I mean, I'm we're hoping that this continues to yeah. just grow and 
maybe we'll need to add more moderators again in the future. So thank you guys all for volunteering and for being so respectful and for being such active members yes. on the Facebook page. It's so great to see. I've started screenshotting articles because if someone posts something and I don't have time to look at it, I want to find it again. So I screenshot it because there's just so much. You can save on Facebook. Oh, that's what oh, I do. I did not know that. <laughs> you know that I'm not great when it comes to technology. I am so technologically <laughs> inept. That's okay. I don't even know how to turn my phone off. I just reset it somehow every single time I try. You know why you don't know? It's because when paranormal activity always happens around you, they fuck with your electronics, so you don't need to know how to turn it off. True. Oh my gosh, wait, my mom texted me. Let me bring it up. I mean, so many of our listeners, you guys have all, and this is pretty much why we're like, we have to be the most haunted podcast in America <laughs> because may- maybe even in the world, but we're not sure. Um, But people listening have so many issues when they're listening to the podcast in terms of the podcast like skipping or the sound just something happens and it doesn't happen when they listen to any of the other ones usually so um my mom said yesterday she started listening to the podcast and then she said we were she said your voices were on for a few seconds and then when you started talking about that listener story from the 11 year old about visiting her cousin at the university and her seeing the mannequin Suddenly, a song by Carol King started playing, and I don't have that song on my phone. And I had to press play again on the podcast what? to make it go back to your podcast. I wonder what song it was. Do you know what Carol King song it was? No, I'll have to ask her. But she was like, I don't have Spotify. I don't have like music on my phone. I don't know where the Carol King song could have come from. Oh my gosh, it's so weird. I don't understand. So it. weird. Yeah. I don't know, man. We all share the same ghost, I think. I guess so. And our ghost likes our fans as much as we do. Okay. This is it. We're going to start talking about ghosts, we promise. So this week we chose to do orphanages. Yes, we did. Yes, they did. And I was feeling a little bit homesick. So I decided to research a story of an orphanage in New Jersey and um, it successfully made me no longer homesick. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> hometown orphanages. Hometown. Okay. If so only I had done my hometown. Ugh. I know. I really thought you were going to. My friend Kelsey posted it on our Facebook group about an orphanage that is uh, pretty damn haunted in Burlington, Vermont. Yes. And it was like three days before we did our research. So Sabrina figured I was doing that. And, and you just, responded to it too. I was like, oh, for sure, Corinne is doing this one. But I'll tell you later why I had to do the one I did. Okay. And then also I, I started looking into the one that Kelsey posted and it's just really sad. So it's probably best. That you yeah, can. it was very sad. A lot of abuse and it I involves know. children. So that's never fun. I know. I mean, orphanage stories are hard just because it's like a sad, there's a lot of sad emotion that exist in these places because these are children without families and homes whether it was because their families didn't want them or couldn't raise them you know it's just it's a hard situation as is yeah and definitely i mean i think it goes both ways because i think orphanages could be a safe haven for many of those kids that were not in good situations before but a lot of them were overcrowded back in the day yeah and um you know, we weren't the most knowledgeable right. in terms of health and mental health and how children behave. 
Right. There were, it was acceptable to give children beatings and hit them because that was just the way society was. And so a lot of children at orphanages were hit and given violent punishments. Okay, so I chose the Elizabeth Orphan Asylum, and it opened as an orphanage for girls in Elizabeth, New Jersey in 1858. So for people who like to look at maps and geographically understand where a place is, <clears throat> Corinne, <laughs> it is actually right next to Newark Liberty International Airport. Oh, oh, dang. Yes. I wonder if you can see it from the airport windows. Uh, Well, you can't anymore because the building no longer exists. Oh, bummer. But maybe back in the 1800s, early 1900s, you could have. So while you, Corinne, like to look it up on maps, I like to look up the specific year in that place and see what else happened. And there wasn't much that going on in New Jersey, surprise, surprise. But they did <laughs> find the first full dinosaur skeleton in Haddonfield, New Jersey in 1858. <laughs> That's so cool. Right? Right. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh man, that kind of makes me feel homesick again. But then I was like, oh, never mind, because the story is kind of scary. You've got to figure out where that skeleton is and now? if it's on display. Ooh, yeah. it must be right, unless You'd it's like think, preserved. Unless, I mean, I'm sure they use the skeletons in schools though and stuff to teach the future paleontologists about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's another career I wish I went into. Can you can you think about dinosaurs without also thinking about Ross Geller? Yes. Oh, I, I, they're one and the same for me. <laughs> I see when I think of dinosaurs, I think of Land Before Time. <gasps> oh my gosh. Wait, Land Before Time. I, I have HBO and I have Amazon and I have Netflix, so I don't know which one it's on, but <laughs> it's on one of those. And it, I added it to my queue because I was like, hell yes, am I going to relive the Land yes, Before Time? You have and to. And Ducky, oh, it oh makes, it makes me cry every time. It's the most beautiful movie about dinosaurs. It is. I get so stressed out when we're, they're in the cave. And I know, and it like, starts leave me behind. <laughs> Glad we're on the same page. Okay, so back to the orphanage. The orphanage ran and operated as the Elizabeth Orphan Asylum until 1911 when new owners renamed it the Jane Memorial Orphanage. But then it closed in 1962 and wasn't demolished until 1996. So before it was demolished, a lot of strange things happened. There are a lot of stories, like we were talking about, orphanages that have, like, difficult lives for children. But it seems like all of these weird experiences are unconnected to what actually happened in the orphanage. But you tell me. I'll tell you the story and you tell me. Okay. Okay. So when the orphanage closed its doors in 1962, it opened its doors to something else. Maybe something paranormal. Because they do say when one door closes and another one opens, it means you're haunted. So in 1970, a small private airplane crashed onto the property and the oh, I just there's something about small private airplanes. I feel like every week I see a crash in the news. I know. About, so it just stresses me out that people still fly them. Yeah. They're dangerous. And Judy Bloom, the author, actually grew up in Elizabeth and she and her friends used to say that um, they actually thought that planes rained from the sky because... There was a like a a period of like twenty years where just multiple planes kept crashing in Elizabeth, and mm. it was named Plane Crash City because of how many planes crashed there. I wonder what it was. Well, Judy Bloom thought it was because of aliens. I mean, I think Judy Bloom is pretty smart. So she is pretty smart. I take her word for it. 
Yeah, I'd go with what she says. Yeah. Now your clothes are done. We probably have another couple. Are you kidding? <laughs> so many. No. It buzzes so many times. I'm sure <laughs> I could turn it off in the settings, but I don't know how to use it. It's a That's so funny. Rather old drying machine. Oh boy. At least you have one in your home. I also said drying machine. Who says that? It's dryer. But why why not name it the washer like it's a washer and dryer, so why not say the washing machine and the drying machine? Okay, thank you. There thank you, you Sabrina. You're fine. Um, okay, so later a mysterious fire actually blazed through and took out an entire floor of the orphanage. And people say that right before the fire happened, they heard a loud bang, like as if someone had set off a explosive device. So why was someone trying to blow up the building? I don't know. I mean, there are pyros all over the world. So maybe it was just someone who wanted to start fire, watch the world burn. Oh, uh, my gosh. Then – Local law enforcement after the fire decided to put up no trespassing signs. But, of course, we all know when someone like officials tell you not to do something, you tend to do it or people tend to do it. Anyway, so people started going in and exploring the building. But a lot of people started to stray away from the building because the building became the local meetup spot for satanic cults performing rituals. So never good, never good. Never a great idea. Actually, someone did email us distinguishing between satanic worshipers and like satanists or say Do you want to read it now? Yeah. Because we're going to get things wrong. This is a perfect place to read it. Yeah. Um blip blip blip. Okay. This is from Stevie. I'll eventually read the story that she sent, but I want to do the correction that was okay. sent to us by Stevie. First, I noticed that you guys reference Satanism sometimes when talking about dark things. Completely understandable. However, as someone who studies different religions, there's a huge difference between those that practice true modern Satanism from Anton Sanzorlave. We'll get another correction are- on that. and those who are actually worshiping demons and the devil long story short true satanists worship the sin aspect of humanity and freedom it's actually not evil at all but rather a way to become closer with our true desires also if you read the commandments of the satanic bible they are very treat people with respect type of things not evil at all that reminds me of The Sinner this season, if you're watching it. it's No, I need to watch it, it though. It reminds me of that. But that okay, makes a so lot of sense. Satanism is different than people who worship demons. Satan. Right. So in this okay. situation at the orphanage, they are worshiping demons. So it's a satanic cult per- wishing to worship Satan and the demons. So these stories start circling around. Oh, first of all, thank you to Stevie. That was. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sharing and enlightening us because we can't get everything right. So these stories are circulating around town and teenagers would go into the basement of the orphanage and come out in complete terror because the basement was lined with rows and rows of coffins that were said if you opened one, you would find your doppelganger. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just imagine doppelgangers. Yeah. 
We know all about them. They're not here to help you multitask. No, no, no. No. They are here to take over your life. Oh, my gosh. Actually, there's a a beer called the Doppelganger by Treehouse Brewery. And I'm trying trying to try that one, you know? Yum. Yeah, that's the only kind of doppelganger I want in my life. No. Then there was also writing on the wall of the orphanage proclaiming, welcome to hell. And it's not clear if it's just a joke performed by some teen, but there is a theory that when they shut the orphanage down, they locked a girl inside and Mm. that people broke in and sacrificed her and then wrote the words, welcome to hell in her blood. Oh, my God. No. Which is just horrifying. And I hope it's not true. It, like, reminds me of, um, I think it was, wasn't it Charles Manson's killers who would write, like, pigs and stuff in people's blood on the wall? I think so. They were all types of messed up. They're, yeah. But it also reminds me of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets when the um, basilisk, basilisk would crawl through the walls and it'd be like, blood, I smell blood, kill, kill, kill. And then Harry would find writing on the wall. I don't remember that at all, <laughs> but I'm also not as obsessed with Harry Potter as I should be. Or as I am, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, but then I wanted to give it a nicer spin. Because <laughs> sometimes obsessed seems like a negative word. No, it's it's a fair word when it comes to Harry Potter for me. Okay. <laughs> I won't, I wouldn't be mad. Okay. Um. Okay, so whatever's going on, there's there's clearly a whole lot of folklore and fear around this building there's just it's stirring up a lot of activity so i'm just going to paint a scenario for you just imagine entering an abandoned building the walls are beginning to decay and there's that smell of must a dampness within the walls and then Mm -hmm. you see a ball of light flicker past in your peripheral vision you don't think much of it but you continue down the hall but now you feel like something's following you you get this uneasy feeling within your stomach, a pit that sends a warning signal to your brain, to your brain. Do you keep going? That's a question for you. Do you keep going? I'm trying to think about it. <laughs> Wait, in my mind, it's telling me not to continue. Yeah, you have like a pit in your stomach that's like. Well, it- then I obviously turn around because you have to listen to your instincts. Okay. But a lot of people don't. I don't think – I don't let curiosity get the best of me. Uh-uh. I turn around. If someone else wants to be curious, they can report back. But I'd rather not know than be dead. I, I'm very glad that you have that that mindset because I'd rather you not dead too. Would you? You would turn around, right? Um, If you were with me and we both decided, like, let's just go a little bit further, I would go. But if I was alone, hell no, I'd leave. You just listen to me. I'm making the decisions. No, I would just be like, no, I would be like, Corinne, let's just go a little bit further and see because I just want to see what is making me feel this way. And then I'd run. You know what I would say? I would say, okay, I'll stay right here and I'll watch you. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. Then you'd have to record it, though. So in case anything happened to me, it was on tape. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's just reminding me of when we went to Bit Bar in Salem and we were walking through the old jail cell and I you went first. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, you you tell me <laughs> what's in that closet. You make sure it's safe and then I'll come. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So most people actually would continue on in this building, but like it already the people who went inside this building already were looking for paranormal stuff. So people reported a ball of light that would follow them around the entire property. 
noises and voices could be heard throughout the building even when trespassers were alone. One person reported seeing an angel appear before them. But all of that beauty and serenity, it was BS because this angel would try to lure the person into the basement of the building and try to bring them down into the basement where the coffins were. Do you think that it was something posing as an angel or do you think maybe it was a fallen angel, an angel of death? Ooh, that gave me chills. I don't know. Uh, Well, you know what? This is one of those things about this topic, the paranormal topic. It's pretty much we'll never know. We'll never know. But we know that they're real. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So then there was that fire that uh, destroyed most of the orphanage and – there, there's proof that someone actually did cause the fire or create the fire, but people like to theorize that a various group of entities came together to cause the fire. And can I tell you the group of entities? It was a satanic nun, a psychotic pedophile janitor, and assorted demons. Which is like, what, is this a donut shop? We're not getting assorted demons. <laughs> assorted demons. Could I have some assorted demons today, please? All types of flavors, all types of preferences. I'll take a baker's dozen. Oh my god. <laughs> but whatever it was, people said that the building just gave you a feeling of true and unbridled dread. So there's a story from Weird NJ, which we love, of a person who was in high school and they went to go visit the orphanage on one occasion. And as they were climbing down the flight of stairs, something caught their eye. And from within the darkness, they saw this green light hovering at the other end of the hallway, seemingly staring at them. Mm. And then another high schooler, when she was 16, her mom brought her and her friends to the Elizabeth Orphan Asylum on Halloween, which is like, cool, mom. Um, But the mom like, sorry to interrupt. But you know what I just realized? What? When you said green light, I started thinking about all the times green lights or like green things have appeared in Disney movies. And I feel like all the villains are either purple or green. Ooh. I'm going to Google that once we're done. Yeah. I just thought of Tinkerbell and I was like, Tinkerbell is not bad. She's a little mischievous though. That's true. She's a little fairy. Um, So this mom drops her 16-year-old daughter and her friends at the asylum on Halloween and then sits in the car and is like, yeah, you guys go have fun. So they get out of the car and they start approaching the building and they ha- they hear a wailing, like a, a woman's voice crying. And in the upstairs window, they all look up and they see two green eyes staring at them. So again, <laughs> that green, green glowing light. Mm-hmm. Another person went to the orphanage with their brother, and when they entered through the back entrance, they saw a body lying on the floor with a bu- with a bloody blanket covering the torso, leaving just the legs visible. And they like panicked oh and like looked. Yeah. A- they looked at each other, kind of looking away from the body to see, just to be like, "Do you see that too?" And they both saw it, but then when they looked back, they realized it was they or like the way that they made it seem less scary and their head was like, oh, it was just an optical illusion because when they walked closer, it was like wooden beams and plastic bags. But I wonder if something put that image in their mind. Right. Transformed it to make it seem like something else, something much darker. Uh huh. Because like it's one thing if one person has the optical illusion of like seeing a body, but if both of you see it, it's that's scary. Let's just take note that they continued to move towards the body. <laughs> yes. I think if you see a dead body, you need to turn around. And call the police. And 
call the police. Yeah. Because that could be a trap too, you know? It's like you go investigate and you're focused on that body. Your attention is not no longer paying it like with your surroundings, you know? So anyone could come creep up and make you a body too. Yeah. Maybe that should be my Halloween costume. I'll just be a dead body. Okay. And you can carry me around on a stretcher. Oh, oh. I was like, what do I do when you're, how do I drag you? Do I drag you across the floor places? (laughs) You just, (laughs) that would actually be a good couple's costume. That would be. That'd be great. Like one's a dead body and the other one's just dragging. (laughs) You'd be the murderer. I'll be the dead body. Oh, it's so horrible. (laughs) It is horrible. Okay. But then, so then this person and their brother went into the, went towards the basement. And when they get to the basement door, what did they find? The door was engulfed by flies everywhere. Flies everywhere. And as I got closer, the flies seemed to come at them, like to attack them. That makes me nervous because I already told you that a fly landed on me and died a couple days ago. Yeah, that is weird. I still am still sticking with my theory where you just have too much positivity and light and the fly, maybe it was something dark and it just couldn't live on you because you have too much goodness. <laughs> Better than the theory that I told but you. Yeah. Where <laughs> yes. I was darkness and anything that touches me dies. <laughs> okay. But yeah, a uh, big doorway full of flies. I'd be like, heck no. Hell no. Scary. Um, And then – The last story I'll tell you is on a lighter note because a lot of times before the building was destroyed or condemned and knocked down, people would see the ghosts of maids within the windows and around the property just trying to keep the place neat and clean for the spirits of the little girls who had previously lived in the orphanage or other spirits within the building. Tidy little ghosts. Yeah. And then apparently once the building was knocked down, all paranormal activity stopped at that location. Wow. Oh, so they were very much attached to that building. But it makes me wonder, where did they go? Was that it? Like once the building was gone, they could move on. They were no longer attached to whatever was pulling them in. Well, I wonder if like if someone did really truly summon a dark entity and that it was connected to the building and keeping the other souls on the property and knocking the building down, maybe release this dark entity which then released the other spirits. I don't know. Yeah. Or like maybe a curse or something. Ooh. We have to do an episode on curses. Oh, yeah, we do. That's They're scary. They're really scary stories. Yeah. Of like real life people experiencing stuff. Yes. But yeah, that's the Elizabeth Orphan Asylum in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Oh, my gosh. You know what? As spooky as everything was that happened in the green eyes and just the flies and – that bodies and all the things that happened, I'm so glad that it was torn down and seemingly all of those spirits got peace. I agree. I agree. That's a very happy ending to an otherwise terrifying tale. Okay, what did you choose? So I picked this orphanage over the other ones, all the other ones, because when I was researching and reading articles on haunted orphanages, many of the the articles will have like a little blurb about each orphanage like you know when you look at like a top 12 most haunted orphanages or whatever, right they'll have a picture and a little blurb so you can kind of get yeah. a gist before you start delving into your research on whatever you choose uh-huh. and when i was going down this article this one was towards the end and i read the little snippet and the photo above was of the cemetery mm-hmm. that exists on this property 
and a little like white figure, a white person kind of moved into the frame and back out again. And I was like, oh, cool. There's a GIF. They have a moving picture. This is pretty cool. And my mom was with me. She was helping me pack. Uh And I like pointed it out to her. And then the image didn't return again. And so I waited and waited. And I was like, it's a GIF. She's like, well, refresh the page. And so I refresh it and we scroll down again. And it was just a plain picture of the cemetery. There was no person in it. You told me this so, yesterday, but I forgot. And it's still, it's just as exciting. Like, it's so crazy. It's a spooky moving picture. It is, I saw a ghost in the photo. It was meant to be, you had to, you had to tell us about this orphanage. Well, yeah. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, it can either go one way. This ghost coming into the frame is either saying, tell my story. You better pick this one. <laughs> or trying to scare me away from talking about this one. So well, I chose the first <laughs> option. <laughs> Let's hope it was we'll the right option. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Okay. The picture was a picture of the Odd Fellows home in Liberty, Missouri. Okay. It was constructed in 1990 and it had many parts. It had a hospital, a home for the elderly, an orphanage, and it was basically just meant for anyone who was down on their luck. And it was run by the Independent Order of Odd Fellows, which is basically it's basically like this co-ed nonprofit fraternity that was created in the early 1800s. And it just focused on helping others. And it also really focused on helping their own. So if you jo- joined this fraternity, you could – And you were down on your luck. You could go move into one of their homes or like the, the elderly home or the orphanage. They helped out their people. Did they have multiple around the world, do you know, or is it just this one? I think they did have – I'm pretty sure they did have many other locations That's because awesome. when I was looking up the Odd Fellows home, there were a lot of like Odd Fellows, this Odd Fellows, that. So we should start our yeah. own TGOG Fellows home. It would just be filled with dogs and cats and ghosts and ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> this was actually a pretty sweet setup. So I know earlier we were talking about how orphanages oftentimes were a little, uh, it seemed a little bit more more like the people there were down on their luck in terms of being placed in the orphanage because it wasn't the best place to be but this one was pretty sweet that's awesome it was yeah and to like all of the the facilities set up because they had the elderly they had just people down on their luck they had a hospital for people who were ill and they had the orphanage and many other places at the time that were set up for the old and poor and it was just kind of i don't know they were older buildings but this facility this home was built in a modern facility and it included heating and plumbing and oh, other conveniences favorite. and comforts. Yes. Oh, I was like, this sounds great. <laughs> they had books, newspapers, magazines, radio sets, movies, church services, transportation services wow. to and from churches, um, birthday dinners. And they even gave out presents during the holiday. So I was like, sign me up. Oh, my gosh. I want in. Yes, I know. Me too. I was like, they're going to have a birthday dinner for me and give me a present. (laughs) Yes, please. As if we didn't get that already in our lives. (laughs) I know. But just to know there's another place we can go and get it. It's nice. It is nice. Uh, They also supported themselves via the farm. That is right. They're living my dream. It's a commune. It's a com. Oh my god, is my dream to live on a commune for sure? I guess I never realized this. That makes I just so want much a farm sense. and people to help me. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> interesting. Hmm. Learning things about ourselves. <laughs> 
you learn so much about yourself when you're podcasting. <laughs> it's very so true. These these people sustain themselves via the farm, and basically they just bought the land surrounding the area, and they grew oats, potatoes, corn. They had cows, so they made milk and butter, and they also wow. had chickens, so they had eggs, and then they also had horses and pigs. And basically, they just used all of this to feed themselves. And occasionally, when they would have a surplus of food, they would also sell it. So getting a little bit of an income. But yeah, they were pretty much self-sustaining. So I was like, that's really cool. And the orphanage had a school building, and it provided an excellent education. They had music classes. They had a band and other activities. And the kids who were doing music and um, studying English, which I assume was probably all of them, they would perform. They would have music and literary recitals. And they would perform for the elderly, for the old folks' home that was also on the property. So, so cute. Wow. Right? That is amazing. Yeah, this is a pretty sweet place. So it seems like they're doing some good here, right? Right. They're taking in the sick, the old, the abandoned. Sounds in good. In total, there were over 500 residents who passed away at the Odd Fellows home and were buried in the cemetery. The cemetery that was photographed, the photograph that I thought was a gif because the photo had a ghost. I want to know. I want to see this picture. It was actually on Ranker. So Ranker.com had an article and it was something about like, this many i'm just so curious if anyone else would see the ghost in the photo i know and i even went back to the article quite a few times because i was like maybe it was an ad maybe an ad popped through and like moved through the the website and i didn't really catch the whole thing and only saw the part when it was over the but no nothing that's so weird it can't be explained but it it can be explained it's a ghost that's my explanation (laughs) i agree so anyway There were close to 600 dead and buried and a whole lot of restless souls. And the thing is, people are not so convinced that this was all happy-go-lucky, let's help people and be selfless. Many people believe that the Odd Fellows home was used for something much more dark, for rituals performed by the Independent Order of Odd Fellows, which is considered to be a little bit of a secret society, and they had secret rituals for, like, initiation and other things. Whoa. And... It would be one thing if, I mean, there are plenty of secret societies, you know, like our college had one. Right. And it's one thing if a society has some secrets and all the members, you know, go through initiation and there's right. things that you're not supposed to to say to others because you have to build your one community. But it, they went much further than that because it's suspected that some of their rituals required human remains. <gasps> No. Human remains that were supposed to remind the members of mortality and the remains of residents at Oddfellow's home became, they suspect, became objects used in their societal rituals. No. Yes. So one guy, George, who actually belonged to the Oddfellows, he donated his body to the organization and left his body, his skeleton, to be used during the initiation rituals. And today, the skeleton of George remains in a small room containing artifacts from the Oddfellows' home. However, while George donated his skeleton, they believe that many bodies were used without permission. And this is what has angered the spirits there. That would make spirits angry. Yes. It's kind of like, I mean, I feel like I wouldn't care, but we were talking about it with the Paris catacombs. You know, right. there's so many bodies and they're used as decor. And what if those those spirits aren't ready to let go of their 
body. I wouldn't be a big fan of someone utilizing my physical body for their own personal gain. That's where, you know, every time we have this conversation, we are so opposite. Right. They can take my bones, use it as drumsticks. I don't freaking care. <laughs> it's a little creepy. Could you imagine seeing someone do that? I don't know, but like punk rock man, probably. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. I'm going to start a band. Whose bones are you going to use? Where are you going to find I them? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to be part of your serial killing murder spree? I'm not a serial killer. I know. I know you're not. Everyone jokes that I am, but I've never killed anyone. And I even saved a spider. And I hate <laughs> spiders. I saved one the other day. No, I think it's just that everyone knows that you would you would help cover a body if if one of our friends did kill someone. I think, yeah, I'm just the person. I wouldn't, I can be trusted not to talk to the police. Right, right. And you're good at like knowing what to do. You've just read a lot about given, it. Given, yeah. Given the situation, I think it's situational, you know? Yeah. I can't say I wouldn't go to the police. You're just a good friend, Corinne. That's all I'm saying, okay? I'm just the first phone call if someone accidentally did something. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, how horrible. Okay. Okay. So the spirits haunt this location, and many people have seen and heard these restless souls, including the operating manager, Jesse Limcooler. I probably said his last name wrong. That's but okay. he said that this site has had so many ghost sightings. And for many, many years, since before it was even turned into a winery. Huh. That's right. It's a winery now. Wow. And a bed and breakfast. That's amazing. It's the Belvoir Winery and Inn. It has a tasting room and it has an event space. And the rest of the buildings aren't open to the public except for on ghost tours. You can take a ghost tour. Oh and they gosh. take you through some of the buildings, some of them that are a little bit more accessible and safer because I think some of the buildings are like old and right. dilapidated. But the grounds, however, are free to walk through during business hours of the winery. So if you would like to go sip some wine wow. and walk around the haunted place, you are welcome to. That sounds awesome. But Back to the ghosts. Okay. Paranormal investigations started on the property back in 2010 due to high demand. And this is a very popular ghost tour and investigation. And so many people have left the investigations with experiences that they cannot explain. Even skeptics. There have been many skeptics who've gone on the tour and just been like, I don't know what to say anymore. <sighs> I might, My mind might be changed. Oh. And this event... These events are so popular. They happen twice a month, but they sell out very quickly and are pretty much booked through the entire year, typically. Whoa. The operating manager, Jesse, has also had many experiences of his own. One time he was standing outside of a room, which also in the room, there was a, he said that there was a lot of old hospital equipment, nurses' clothing, children's supplies, etc. And that's the room that also has George's skeleton on display. Oh. So... <laughs> that's just so weird see his skeleton that's so strange to me yeah so jesse was standing outside of this room the one with all the stuff in george's skeleton when he saw a full body apparition of a woman walking down the hallway so he he just saw like what looked like an entire full woman walking down Whoa. the hallway and he said that people see things really really frequently but he himself I mean, he's experienced a lot, but he said he himself has only seen a full and clear apparition like this three times in his 20 years working there. I mean, that's still um, quite a lot of times. 
it's still a lot. And that's just full body. I mean, you can still see a hand or like see something move or hear footsteps. Like you can have plenty of other paranormal experiences without seeing a full head to toe, clear ass body staring back at you. You right. know, he that's wild. He also saw a man walk into a room that only had one way in, one way out. So it was just like, you know, walking into a bedroom, but right. with, I but think, no windows or something. Never you know, you out. walk in the door. Right. So he goes to check on the man, but no one is in the room. And he said that he was so spooked and he thought that <laughs> it was a real person at that time. And he said, quote, had I been able to tell it was a ghost, I would have never gone down there. Oh, my gosh. So that was clearly a full body and very convincing apparition. He's also seen the apparition of a child in the ladies' room. So on this night, he was there. It was after hours. Um, and he was cleaning the women's bathroom. And he grabbed the Windex bottle and he stood up. And he thought he saw something out of the corner of his eye. So he turned. And about 10 feet away from him was this little boy who was dressed in a red shirt, blue p- blue pants, brown boots. Oh, my gosh. And Jesse said that he got to look at this little boy for about like three good long seconds before the boy just disappeared. So they locked eyes and then he just disappeared. You know what? You know what is interesting? Is it from what he said about it, it kind of sounds like he was staring at the little boy, but the little boy wasn't staring back oh. at him. I don't know what's creepier. I don't I think I think staring. I don't know. They're both creepy, but like could you imagine locking yeah, like eyes with something? Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, I guess so. That's just scary. It's that recognition that they know that you're there. And then right. it's like, oh, no. Then, Who else knows I'm here? <laughs> oh. Jesse's own daughter may have seen a spirit as well. She was two years old at the time. And Jesse had her in the ballroom with him when he was setting up for a wedding. He was laying the tablecloth down on a table. And he heard his daughter go into the hallway And so he called for her to come back into the room, but then he heard his daughter say, Mommy, Mommy. And he heard Uh, a female voice reply, Hello, little one. (gasps) No. And so Jesse walked into the hall to greet the woman and grab his daughter. And he found his daughter sitting on the floor alone, looking up at nothing. That is so scary. It's so scary and so sweet at the same time because she was just like, oh, hello, little one. But that means there was a ghost woman walking down the hall. I know, but you never know what the intention is. Oh, It reminds me of when I was in college and the house that I was staying at had that puppy, Milo. And I heard I was the only one home alone and Milo was in the living room. And I heard, hi, baby. Oh, and I that is take sweet. two steps two steps out of the room that I was in and I look over and he's staring up at nothing. And he just looks at me and he was so spooked. He ran so fast and he slammed into, he tried to jump up on my bed. Like he Aww. was scared, but hi baby. See that Hello, one seems little sweet, one. but I don't know. I think anything with like, well, a- but also remember that this wasn't, I mean, the souls are restless because their bones were, Right, right. Or That's true. But in general, this was a nice place to live. It was a loving, very functioning community. So it right. wasn't as typical as many of the other places where there was as much mistreatment, at least not documented. Right, on the surface. To tell you today. Yeah. 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 
there's also an older man who's believed to still be there. And he seemingly doesn't want anyone around. People who spot him kind of get the vibes that he's like, this is my place. Get out. He's territorial. And, mm-hmm. and most of the paranormal experiences are phantom footsteps, voices down the hall, and moving objects. And they also believe that the majority of the spirits there are children. Mm. Why do they think this? Why? They think this because a lot of the things that happen seem to be more like pranks. Pranks that little ghost kids would pull. We like that. (laughs) And they said they often will hear the little kids running away and laughing down the hall. So they seem to be having a good time. Wait, I love that. I love the idea of little kid spirits just joking around and messing with people. Yeah, like moving a shit, like a worker's boot or something. And then like when the person comes right. upon it and is like, where's my boot? They hear like, ah! like right. Like little running. kids, like not able to like contain their joy of, of getting someone. Yeah. So the kids are pranking everyone and it's amazing. Oh, uh, JC George, who was a student, he went on a ghost hunt there and he remembers being down in the tornado shelter and he and the group that he was with, they sang half of Ring Around the Rosie <gasps> next to the running tape recorder. Uh-huh. And then he and the others in the group, they stopped halfway through. But then they could hear phantom voices of the ghost children around them finish out the song. And he said that it even – it came through on the recording too. So they have an EVP of that. Could they have picked a creepier song? I know. I know, but it's also a tempting song for little kids to sing. So right, because they know it. Song choice. Ring around the rosy, pocket full of ashes, ashes. We all fall. <laughs> all right. Scary. I even creep myself out with that. I know. I got quiet because I got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> There have been a lot of other EVPs captured at this location, too, including one where a spirit identified himself as being named Junior. Huh. So it seems like there's a lot of people there, a lot of things going on. And there have been a few shows that have gone there and investigated the place, but people who have actually in person gone and visited Oddfellow's home say that the shows do not do it justice. It does not accurately portray the real spookiness of this place. So it sounds like everyone should just go for themselves. Hmm. And you don't have to go on a ghost tour to experience the paranormal. Because like I mentioned before, there is a bed and breakfast, which has nine available rooms. But be warned, they had five people check out in the middle of the night (gasps) within the first four months of opening. Ooh. When asked why they needed to check out so abruptly... The guests responded that they weren't fond of the twins who would (gasps) stand in their room while they slept. No. (laughs) What? And one of the coolest things that I think they do at this bed and breakfast is that they keep a book in each room where the guests can write down their ghostly encounters. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. So cool. I want to check in just to read the book. I know. That should be TGOG book club reading (laughs) should get copies of that let's hit them up let's ask but yeah that's the odd fellows home over in um liberty missouri wow that is so cool Mm -hmm. 
Just picture the twins like waking up and there's it's like the shining. It's exactly the shining. Just two twins just hanging out. I wonder if they're just standing there or if they're playing or if they're watching the person sleep. I I don't know. I'm just glad that they're together. Yeah, at least they have each other. Maybe they're the ones that pull the pranks. I wouldn't be surprised. I think that's my favorite part is the pranking and the little kids like laughing and running. Right. Because if you're going to be stuck in a place in the afterlife, like why not enjoy it and have fun with uh, the living? Right. And as sweet and innocent as it sounds, I know that if I were there and I heard that, I would be so scared and I'd be booking it out of that. Oh, you for sure would. Of course. I wouldn't be like, oh, cute. I'd be like, right. What? Well, you wake up to something staring at you. Yeah. Like, of course, you're going to want to run. Need to go. But yeah, they said the the bed and breakfast said that they, one of the people who left gave them a five star review on like Yelp or something. Uh And was like, this was awesome. (laughs) But no, they had a ghost staring at them. But hey, they got what they what they wanted you know if you go stay right. there you have to know that you're staying in a yes, haunted exactly. location so if yeah if you experience anything you know what you're checking in for you know what you're paying for right exactly and it sounds like most people get a good bang for their buck because things are quite frequent and pretty active you know what i would stay there you would i would yeah okay you know what time it is it's time for more ghost ghost stories. story time i wanted to do it like the first thing that came into my mind but didn't come out of my mouth was mail time, like in Blue's Clues. Oh, mail time, mail time. Wait, no. Oh, now I'm singing Dragon Tales. <laughs> dragon Tales, Dragon Tales. I think we just, I don't remember. Mail time. No, no, I, damn it, I don't know. Yeah. Wait, ma- mail, my mail, ma- mail, my mail. Know. What is that from? Eh, I, don't I don't know. know. Whatever. We're going to read ghost stories from our listeners. That's the time it is. Yeah. <laughs> People are so confused, I'm sure. Like, what's going on? I'm confused. Sometimes my bra- sometimes our brains and mouths don't connect and they just do things on their own. Okay, so this is We're from- the twins. We're the twins. That would be a good costume too. Okay. So can chaos be personified? Question mark. This is from Eric. Hello, girls, ghosts, and familiars. I have a story for you, one that has followed me since I was 14. That's how long I can remember it. It may mu- it may have been much longer. Chaos, a force of nature, neither good or evil. I believe I have seen it or them, but to me, chaos presents as a female. When I was 14, I first saw who I believe was chaos. I will refer to chaos using female pronouns as this is how chaos has presented herself to me. Ooh. I was sleeping in my room at my parents' house when I was suddenly and violently woken up by a night terror. Sitting straight up, almost like in the movies, that is when I saw her. Sitting in the overstuffed chair in the corner of my room, I saw a woman calmly sitting like she was supposed to always be there. She peered what you would think. For a lack of better analogy, a human yin-yang, half black, not just Sharpie or even India ink black, but like staring into a black hole only pierced by one white eye. Then the other half was so luminously white that not even darkness of the other side or the black eye that contrasted the luminosity of the half of it was set in. Her cloak matched in coloration but swirled as she spoke. Well, not spoke, more a voice speaking directly into my mind. I will never forget her words. Although when I try to tell them to anyone or write them down, they are slightly garbled. When I see you finally are awake, a calm voice entered my head. 
Never you mind being afraid, it does not matter. In a childhood bravado, I replied, I am not afraid, lying through my teeth. At that time, she disappeared, but her voice remained like the Cheshire cat. She said, you will see me again, often if you ever forget me, and watch out for a left hook. I did not sleep for the rest of the night. The next day, I was at my high school homecoming game when I got into a fight. The antagonist was threatening to sexually assault my friend. I confronted Mm -hmm. him, shoved him, forgot about the left hook, though, and caught it with my shoulder. I broke my nose with one punch. As the police broke up the fight and heard witnesses say that I was defending someone else, the other guy got arrested. I was let back into the game, and as I walked back in, I heard in her voice, you forget too easily. I have seen her before every big day since then and took to calling her my seer. Her appearance is neither ominous or evil as she appears before big good days as well as bad. I wonder if others have seen chaos and in what form. Hope nothing but the best for your podcast, and may your homes be filled with a positive energy. He also said that he doesn't know if any of his other family members have seen chaos, or if other families who have died and become his seer, he doesn't really know what it could be. He says, I'm adopted, and I don't know my biological family. However, my grandfather, a World War II veteran, told me that I used to know all his war stories before he ever told me. According to him, he would tell me about a battle he was in, and I would add in a detail, and that he said that only people who were there could have known. On another note, he told me about meeting General Patton, who believed in reincarnation where the general said that he felt that he had led them into battle in ages past. I don't know if my knowledge means I was there or chaos slash my seer has been sending me dreams and visions of my grandfather's life to help me bond with my adoptive family. Happy haunting. See you on the other side, Eric. Whoa, whoa. This is unlike any other email we've ever received. Yeah. And I have so many questions because, again, with the reincarnation, it makes me wonder if, like he said, if perhaps he was supposed to be in this family. It's a traveling soul. Maybe he was reincarnated into a different family. But somehow the world works in a way that they knew that he would eventually be be in the right family. Yeah. Or if it was this sort of weird, interesting creature chaos that follows him and is able to both be there in the negative and positive events it's so interesting i don't it's so interesting i I, i'm so curious if other people have had this experience because it's like i don't think i've heard anything like it me neither and two the other thing is we know he's adopted but we don't know anything about his adoption i wonder if he ever spent time in a like adoption i don't know how things work right like or if he was at an orphanage i mean there's so many different ways that children are adopted right but wherever he was before, I wonder if that's when chaos sort of found him. Found him. Yeah. I don't know. And then also, like, is it a family member who came to to guide him? And they're not necessarily good, but they're not evil either. It's such an interesting concept of, like, this thing showing up, not meaning you harm, but also not meaning you. Like, it's so mischievous in the way that it says you forget too easily. And I'll... I'll like I'll show up all the time often. It's like an ominous voice in his in his life that also right. warns him about being punched with a left hook, you know? Like it's so interesting. It's, I mean, even just the appearance of chaos being half black and half mm-hmm. white, it's it's like the the darkness and the light for lack of a the better word. The good and the evil in the world. Yeah, cuz it sounds like she she's almost like half shadow person because it says half 
black. You know what I just... Not just Sharpie or even India ink black, but like staring into a black hole pierced with one white eye. You know what's so interesting is that the universe is made of energy and there's good and there's bad energy. And it's inevitable that everyone has both good and bad within them. It's just a matter of how you apply the goodness in life. Mm -hmm. And I think this spirit is a personification of just life, right? Like there is no person who's just pure goodness and there is no person who's just pure badness like or evil. Like I feel like even those who are evil have a glimmer of good within them, but they've just suppressed it. It's the universe. Such an interesting concept and like it's something that I think we all know that everyone's a little bit of everything, right? Right. But in terms of the spirit world, it's it's usually at least somewhat a little bit more black and white when it comes to what's a negative energy and what's a positive energy. But right. this is almost like both. So it's confusing because it's fused and it's like, do you trust her or do I you know. not? Is she even a her or is she an it? Like, you know? Yeah, like what? Yeah. Oh, it's so interesting. Um, yeah. That's a good one. I'm glad we got that one. <laughs> Me too. Okay. I have one. Okay. This is Letchworth Village. Ooh. This is from Jesse. I'm new to the podcast. My wife put me on to you two, and it's awesome. But let's get to the creepy stuff. Let's do it. Letchworth Village, the place New York tries to forget. Ooh. Located in Rockland County in a village in the village of Haverstraw. It was originous whoa, it was originally intended to be a rehabilitation village for the mentally disabled of all ages, opened in 1911. The idea was to teach them how to cook, farm, work, so that they can function in society without issue. It quickly became the stuff of nightmares. Long story short, this place became where people would just leave and forget about their family members with special needs. And it was severely understaffed, and the staff they did have often mistreated the residents. That's so sad. Letting them suffocate on their food, sit in filth for weeks. I'm sure there was some good staff, but I'll save you the rest of the gory details. But this was also the place where they tested the polio vaccine on the residents, most notably eight-year-old Hillary Kaprowski. No. Legend has it many died and they had no say in being test subjects or not. It was shut down in 1996, but the building still stand and the town still uses some of them for school gyms and businesses. Can you imagine going into like your that's for sure insurance agency and they're in there? Can you imagine running laps around a gym there or being stuck in a dental chair? Oh, what if you're getting your teeth cleaned and the the dentist steps out for a minute, the dental hygienist and something comes over you and you're stuck in the room because you're in the chair and your mouth is gaping open and and then that bright like you kind of can't tell if it's the dentist or not because that bright light is shining in your eye but there's like this weird figure leering over you yeah lurking right in the corner um i grew up 10 minutes from this place and actually ended up working at a daycare facility (gasps) run out of one of the buildings could you imagine being a daycare student there or working oh my gosh those kids are for sure talking to a lot of spirits. Oh, my God. I know. Well, we'll find out. I can't tell you how many times I had kids tell me, <laughs> why is there a man watching me? 
Or I don't want to use the bathroom because people are in there and there would be no one in there. Yep. This place even had a Ghost Adventures episode about it. Wow. I spent a lot of time in these buildings. The community theater I was a part of would rehearse there. Oh my, what didn't happen there? Wow. This, I mean, I mean, we made up half the things, but (laughs) yeah, they really did. You reuse these buildings. Seriously. Repurpose them. The community theater I was a part of would rehearse there, and the North Rockland School District decided that they would take some of the unused buildings and convert them into a secondary school, where they pulled all of the 8th and ninth grade classes in the district to acclimate them before they went to high school. I was in the first ninth grade class to walk those halls Ooh. circa 2004. I was in the first ninth grade class to walk those halls circa 2004. So I had mentioned I was part of the community theater that had rehearsed in some of these buildings. And there was a building that had an old bowling alley underneath it. And I assumed it was the Village Recreation Center. Just, they have everything. Everything. And at night, when we were rehearsing, when we were rehearsing, we would sometimes hear banging and crashing from the chain locked doors where the bowling alley was. What? There was a point where a few castmates and I were later helping close up shop when we heard what sounded like bowling pins crashing and bowling balls rolling around. Very spooky. Hey, at least they're having fun. I also remember a super creepy story from being an employee at, of the daycare. On the second level, Where the school age kids were, there was a room that was called the homework room. It was a small room with a table and some chairs where the kids would be able to concentrate without distraction. But we learned that the room was originally a solitary confinement padded room. And very often kids would get sick if they stayed in there too long. And one of them even ran out terrified, sobbing because the man with his arms tied up wouldn't stop (gasps) bothering her. I imagine she saw a spirit in a straitjacket. Needless to say, the daycare has been shut down for about six years or so due to lead paint and asbestos in the building. Oh my gosh. Thanks for reading. There's a ton of history in this village, and I would be happy to share more personal stories if need be. See you on the other side, Jesse. Wow. So creepy. The I mean, I'm all for people... Because I've said it before that I think there are too many people and we just destroy the planet, <laughs> la-di-da-di-da. There are too many buildings. And so I'm a big proponent of repurposing these old buildings. But there's something about certain buildings that I think maybe it's right. best to just leave them be. And I think this is one of them. I also think there's, I mean, it goes deeper than that. There's something wrong with people of our past, of our history, and how they treated people. And we should go back in time and correct them. If we have the power to do that, it would be an amazing thing to do. But unfortunately, we have all of these buildings where that have such horrific stories. And honestly, yeah. those horrific stories still happen in many places today. Yes, all over the world. And it's clear that those spirits are not able to move on and they're stuck there. Yeah. And too, the other thing is, I mean, it sounds like the man in the straitjacket was someone who had been in that hospital or asylum or whatever it was. And um, that little girl saw it. But we've talked about it before where when bad things happen or there's a lot of like fear and terror, other negative spirits, entities can come because it's kind of like an attractive hub for them. They come and knock in. Yeah, so there could have been residents and patients that had lived there, but there might be a whole host of new spirits that just latched onto that energy and was like this is home this is my home now 
super creepy. Super creepy. I want to watch that Ghost Adventures episode now. I feel like rarely we do an episode where Ghost Adventures hasn't been there. They've been everywhere. They've been, yeah. Do you think they'll ever run out of places to go? No. <gasps> can, we, can we have them investigate our podcast? Oh my God, we should. I wonder what they'd find. Oh, I'm going to panic. They're going to use that little, <laughs> like, the heat detector, like the stick figure. And it's going to be, like, right next to you, latched in can, your arm. It's going to be sitting next to me on the couch. We already know it does. <laughs> scary i think it's i think it's a guy too in my apartment i'm getting i know i keep saying he i think it's a he too i think it is it just gives me that that vibe and when i see things out of the corner of my eye it's always it seems to be a male presence maybe it was your soulmate in a past life and he's just watching over you okay well homeboy needs to find me a new suitor pretty damn soon because that's (laughs) a ticking bud or maybe he'll be reincarnated for you then i'd be a huge cougar you know what? Wait. What What if he's born tomorrow? Just wait a few years, a few 20 years. It's fine. So I'm going to be 50 years old and date a 25-year-old? No, thanks. <laughs> Why not? My mom did it. Shout out to you, mom. Shout out to you. It's not It's not my – I typically – no, I can't. It's I not my thing. I understand. Or maybe it will be reincarnated as your child or your dog. Who knows? Oh, gosh. I really want – so the, the girl that's moving in here with her boyfriend, when they talk to the medium uh, – well, she talked with her, like, mom and cousin and aunt or someone. Um, and the a dog came through. Wait, that's amazing. You should go see yeah. that same medium. I know because I was like – I was like, I want to go, but I don't know who would come through for me. I only have, a, like, a couple people and then – my dog and i was like oh but if wrinkles, wrinkles came through for sure <gasps> what if this is wrinkles spirit the man the yeah. ghost man yes and that he was just reincarnated into a dog last time yeah now he's back in his and, physical man form and we talk about how spirits when they go to the afterlife they can appear in different forms and how they choose and maybe wrinkles chose his man form i guess there's only one way to find out I have to call that medium. Do it. Sometimes I wish that our lives were just filmed and you could just cut to, it's like, I should call that medium. And then you can just immediately cut to like sitting with the medium and getting yeah. the information. That would you be You didn't nice. have to wait so long. It would be, you wouldn't have to drive there, sit in traffic. It just like, you're there and you get the answer to that. <sighs> but alas, we live in real life in this plane of the matrix. Yes. We may have slipped into another matrix, but we're still living in life. We're somewhere. We're somewhere in the universe where are you tell us email us our email is two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com yep and we have itunes please rate and review us uh we have patreon and merch if you want to support our podcast you can go ahead on our patreon and see all the fun tiers and bonuses that we have created for you guys we're going to start maybe we'll post our live episode on our patreon for only patreon listeners or donors yes Good thinking. And then we also have social media. We have Facebook, we have Instagram, and we have Twitter. Mm-hmm. We have a Facebook page that's just a business page that you can like. But if you want to join our group, it's a private Two Girls, One Ghost podcast group. It's going to be moderated by the people that we mentioned earlier, plus Crystal, who's already a moderator. Yep. And to join the group, there are two questions that you will be prompted with. You have to answer those questions to be accepted into the group. And it's right. private. So nothing that you post or like or do whatever on the group will appear in 
your other Facebook friend's timeline if they're not also in the group. So you're safe to yes. get creepy with the ghost stories. Imagine it like a, another parallel universe that only you exist in with like-minded people. But what's so interesting is that we have all types of people. We have atheists in the group. We have skeptics. We have yeah. religious. We have witches right we there might be some people who are possessed jury is still out on that jury is still out we Hint, welcome it everyone. might be one of us <laughs> <laughs> and that's all from us and we will we will see you see you on, on the, the other, other side. side very spooky